Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Jackson, welcome to the sixth chapter of Matthew's gospel. Still in the Sermon on the Mount, um, you know, one of the the most just paramount uh, moments of teaching in Christian theology. And uh, we are, you know, about halfway through or a little more. And, um, or actually, sorry, we're like maybe halfway through. But anyways, we we have this uh, instruction today. Jesus is moving deeper into this idea of generosity. So uh, yesterday, uh, we started to get into this a little bit um, when it comes to this uh, section that's uh, called in the SV. The heading is retaliation. Mm-hmm. And it's this whole idea of if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other also to him. If someone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. Um, give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow. So Jesus has started to weave some of this in. Um, but today he really hits this idea of generosity and the correct way of doing it in a way that honors God. Uh, he, he jumps into that head on. Um, so Jackson, as, as we look at this section, uh, what do you see going on? Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts on this passage in Matthew six? Yeah. I mean, this is a, a passage that's interesting because the things that are being done in these four verses, they're good things, right? So, um, you know, practicing righteousness is not a bad thing. Um, mm. Giving to the needy is obviously a good thing. And some would say that this is sort of um, one of the uh, foundations of the laws is almsgiving. Um, uh, so, you know, you know, there, there's good things that are being described in this passage, but the big issue is, is that they're being done the the right things are being done with the wrong motivations or for the wrong reasons. And we call that hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's not that the wrong things are necessarily being done or the wrong um, ends are being accomplished. It's that the means um, uh, are, uh, are off, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we're, we're doing something uh, uh or, or sorry, so the the end is is off. So we're doing the right thing, but but we're hoping to accomplish not, uh, you know, caring for the poor and meeting their needs. We're hoping to accomplish getting some sort of social gratification or some sort of like praise amongst men. Mm-hmm. And and this is what Jesus has come along and saying is like, no, the whole process, the the means and the ends are important in the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be about the means and you can't just be about the end. Like you need to live a life that is totally in submission to me. And I care that you care for the poor. I care that you would be a generous people in keeping with my generous heart. Mm-hmm. But I care that you do that for the right reasons, to, to glorify me and to actually love your neighbor. Yeah. And so it will not do for you 
to to kind of pretend to love your neighbor by you know playing Christianity or playing you know um, uh, being a good guy or a good woman or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, and so th- there's this instruction given then, um, you know, be the sort of person who uh, lives a life that's pleasing to the Lord, loving your your God and loving your neighbor, and do it in secret. Um, mm-hmm. and realizing that what what chiefly matters, your father sees these things. Mm. Um, it, you know, there's this old phrase called quorum deo um, that says, uh, before the face of God. And, and the way that reformers would talk about this, they would say that we live quorum deo, we live before the face of God. And what they would mean to communicate there is, is that every single moment of your life, uh, the good or the bad is observed by God. Um, and so th- that's a sobering word for us because it means that like every time we act with an impure motive, that that's lived before the face of God. That is not unknown to God. And he sees the secret hearts of man. But at the, at the same time, when we uh, seek to live unto the Lord and we live a peaceable, quiet life, if we secretly care for others, not trying to win uh, man's approval or win man's praise, God sees that too. Yeah. And when he does see it, he will reward us. Like yeah. it, it actually comes with a benefit. The benefit of of pleasing God and and uh the sort of satisfaction that comes with that, but we also get the sense that there's going to be some sort of practical reward and glory as we live lives that are pleasing to him on this earth. Absolutely. You know, there's a big movement. Uh I guess there's probably like the early 2000s where it really kicked off and the driving idea of it was this idea that um, giving up on religion and like, yeah. you know, kind of like the Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship yep. uh, motif, uh, cliche thing. And I think the heart behind it w- was good of like, we want to not serve God in this like ar- archaic, dusty, illegitimate way, but we want to serve him as people who love him. I think where it's, unhelpful is there, there's kind of a handful of things, but where it kind of misses the boat is that it's this assumption that, you know, religious activity it is vain yeah. and, and insincere and relational activity is sincere yeah. and genuine all exactly. the time. The thing that, uh, the danger that it still leaves is even if you kind of have that, like I've given up on religion and I only want the relationship. If you have that mentality, both can still be performative, you know, like a, mm-hmm. a relationship. I, my mind went to singing in the rain, like a classic movie. And I thought of Don Lockwood and Lena Lamont, you know, who like, it's like the two movie stars who have this like public flirty, like fun relationship and just like absolutely hate each other. Yeah. And that is what Jesus is kind of addressing here is the, this, whether it's framed, no matter how you frame it, religion, relationship, whatever, is this approach to God in order to be seen by others, you know, and that is like this motivating factor towards generosity and towards, uh, you know, giving charitably. Yeah. It's not love. No, it's, performative. Yeah. And so that is like what we have to constantly be on the hunt for. And of course, like for you and I who work in a ministry, uh, sort of faith driven context, but even for people who don't like, this is the constant temptation is to, 
uh, quit operating out of love and to operate rather out of performance, like yeah. to so that our righteousness would be seen, yeah, um, and applauded by others. And in, in that case, we are like turning towards this man-made righteousness. Yeah, and this is what Jesus is calling us to be free from. And you know, it 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 actually that's the ironic thing of these commands is. Even though Jesus is taking off the training wheels and adding more weight to these commands, there's so much more freedom in oh, because absolutely. you're no longer, you know, waiting for the right audience to do the right thing. You're no longer waiting for the right context to get the right uh, result or right reaction to the thing that you're wanting to do in front of others. But instead, you can just operate out of love for God yeah. and trust Him to work out the rest, and knowing that He will do that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that that's, that's such a good word. It, it strikes me that, you know, if we are acting in the way that you're that you're presenting, what we're really doing is is we're we're manipulating God and we're using God as this this kind of like tool to ultimately achieve uh, worldly success mm-hmm. and and. and I mean, really, that's the heart of magic in the Bible. The sort of magic that's prohibited in the scriptures is like we're using God as this as this like manipulation tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're we're gonna like seek to, you know, uh, live for God in public, but in in private and in, in our in, in the secret place, we're actually gonna be living for ourselves. And um, and man, that's just a reversal of created order. That's a reversal mm-hmm. of of why anything exists. And it feels like that's that's certainly playing with fire because our God is not one who will be mocked. And uh and so it seems to me that in a passage like this we're we're given an invitation to live for the one who created us. Yeah. And and to find everlasting rest not in what we accomplish in this life or what people think of us or how virtuous they think we are, but but finding rest in the one who created him, created us for himself. Amen. And, um, and, and so, yeah, I, I, I would love for this passage to be one where we, we sort of rightly receive the warning to say like, let's, let's not, uh, let's not mock God by letting him be, uh, a means to the end of us being great in mm-hmm. people's eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, a great word today, and uh, we're going to continue with this theme of, uh, you know, performative uh, piety tomorrow as we get into one of the most famous passages in the Bible. But until then, uh, for the great Jackson Randall, the Sandy Springs Sledgehammer, this is Will (laughs) Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.